You're listening to episode 196 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today I am bringing you my dear friend, Steph Connolly. <laughs> I absolutely adore this woman. Uh, she was among probably the, the very first... Uh, first or second group of people that I, I kind of met uh, in Bali, and she's just been amazing this whole time. I cannot wait to introduce you to her so that you can get to know her, and she just has the most beautiful heart. Uh, we are getting into some big things here, and I love how open stuff is. I, I just I feel so grateful for all of my guests. Uh, this is why I handpick all of my guests. But even with me handpicking them, they still always seem to go above and beyond in how open and real and honest they are on such a public level because they truly want to have an impact and to help you learn and benefit from their own experiences. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge all of my incredible guests, <laughs> Steph being among them. And she just is so amazing in this podcast. She's an ex specialist teacher and an educational consultant who decided to stop chasing the happiness dream and to create her re reality now. She currently works as an online business coach specializing in messaging frameworks and offers and creating clarity and confidence to communicate effectively. We are diving into a whole wide range of issues in this episode, including travel and nomad life, uh, relationships, single life, loneliness, dating in this crazy time that is COVID-19 <laughs> and a global pandemic, uh, trust issues, boundaries, finding comfort in the unknown and how to create healthy boundaries, both online and offline. And I just love how Steph is really giving us the full picture here. She put up an IGTV on her Instagram page and I just, I already knew how much I loved her. I adore this woman. And when she put up the IGTV, I immediately messed her. I was like, we have to talk about this. <laughs> I need you right now. This is why you guys, I handpick my guests because a lot of times when I invite them on, it's because they have, have done or said something specific or have um, a very particular expertise in a certain area that I really, really want to share with you. And I just find this entire topic so fascinating. And we've all seen the memes floating around about single folk and, you know, COVID-19 and, and global pandemic and dating and all of this. And uh, you're also going to get a, a very rare glimpse into my personal life in this episode as well. Uh, I will share a, a tiny bit that I normally wouldn't uh, just because I was inspired by how open stuff was being. And I'm just so pumped for you to hear this one. So let's get going with stuff. I'm so <laughs> pumped about this one. I have my dear friend, Steph, coming on today. Steph, Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too. We're actually doing video for this one, um, just so that we can see each other's faces. And, and I often don't do video, but as soon as you came on, I'm like, oh, I miss Bali vibes. You have like this whole Bali vibe wall <laughs> happening behind you. It's the best. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. And you are still in Bali right now, obviously. So tell us all the things. <laughs> so I'm Steph. And I'm 29 years old and I currently live in Bali and have done for nearly two years now. Um, I have been brought up in numerous places all over the world. I was born in the UK, brought up in Malaysia, um, the UK again and Dubai. And then uh, since then, I've just sort of like bounced around the UK and Dubai. Um, Previous to living over here in Bali, I was a special educational needs teacher uh, who consulted within education as well. And so I decided that I just, I was fed up of chasing this happiness dream whilst over in Dubai and just sacked everything off, packed up my bags, got rid of my heels and my makeup and moved over to Bali pretty much and um, left everything else behind. 
And since then, it's been pretty much history. I've worked in numerous things uh, within social media, um, freelancing, marketing, and now have ended up in business coaching, which is super cool because I get to utilize my teaching skills that I've had uh, before. And then I bring in all my creativity and I work with adults, not children, which is great. Um, uh, because you're able to actually have the, like the full conversations, although there are still people out there who do act like kids. Um, <laughs> my main specialism really is within sort of framing things up, simplifying things down and taking something that's big picture and making it um, clear and concise. So you guys can go forward and uh, create an online service or a product which is successful. And yeah, I'm just sat in my bedroom now on my bed, just chatting away. It's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you're, you're practicing social distancing <laughs> as we all I am. Are. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm really good at it actually. <laughs> and that's the thing that we're going to talk about today <clears throat> is getting into some of the issues that can come with this when it comes to being single in particular and uh, trust issues that can come with that, uh, the lack of physical affection, like all of, all of the things. Uh, by the way, I keep predicting <laughs> that there are going to be two Corona baby booms. There's going to be the one that will happen nine months from now with all of the, the married or partner people. And then there's going to be a second one with all the single people afterwards. One thousand percent. Like I didn't even think of like the second Corona, like this Corona baby boom. Like I'm thinking about the one right now, but I see so many memes about the ones now where it's just like, oh, you like the guy isn't replying to me. Oh wait it's because he's now isolated with his girlfriend. And it's like all of these sort of trust issue ones where you're just not hearing back from the guys because they actually have long-term girlfriends that they now can't like escape from, which is hilarious. And I love that. But yeah, there's going to be so many baby booms. But before, but, but then the second, the second one, that'll be so, a real, in, that'll be a real interesting one because the only thing that I can see happening, especially within Bali, is just some weird like hippie orgy that's just going to kick off so everybody's going to come out and be like I'm definitely pregnant I have no idea who it's with because I just got really excited and slept with everyone so, yeah. oh my god that sounds like something that would happen in, in Bali <laughs> oh my god so stereotypical right? Bali um okay so let's you you've been doing some awesome IGTVs lately and I always know that you're <laughs> such an incredible human anyway and then you came up with these IGTVs I'm like Steph we have to do a podcast episode about this. So tell us a little bit about kind of your experience in this whole crazy situation that we're in and some of the things that you're kind of most fired up about with it. Because I'm also seeing a lot of memes about, you know, all the married couples, like this is such an opportunity to connect with somebody. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Except if you don't have a partner, which yes, then you can obviously start the virtual thing and to build more connection that way. And that can be great. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily always work out the way that we wanted to either. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. So uh, one thing that obviously this whole entire isolation process is making us do is sit down and turn inwards. That's what everybody sort of, if you can't go out, go in. And in a way that's great, but at the same time, it, it's probably one of the hardest things that you can be doing. So you try and distract yourself in any way, shape, form by doing something other than, going inwards I, I like scrolling mindlessly through Instagram which I'm I've become really good at hence now doing IGTVs or um jumping onto things like dating apps I haven't had a dating app download in a while and I just decided I was lying in bed I think with my newfound insomnia that I now have I was lying in bed and I just decided you know what I'm just going to download Bumble why not so I did I, I downloaded Bumble and I swiped so much that it said all the bees have gone. I was like, oh, no shit. Bali has emptied out. So next thing we moved on to was Tinder. I was like, I'm going to download Tinder. This is going to happen. I need to have conversations with somebody. Um, and <laughs> that's sort of the new thing that people are doing. And it's that there's been, I, I was like reading up on it. I was before the IGTV, I wanted to have a look at sort of stats and statistics on like dating at the minute. And it says the download rate for apps has increased and the conversation has increased as well by half an hour at least, like per day. So people are now having deeper conversations and more conversations because they can't leave. 
even Tinder says on there, due to COVID-19, we are telling people not to meet up. So the only thing you can do is actually have a conversation. And it's even like, even Hinge is saying through their Instagram and Bumble is saying through their Instagram, use the video chat feature. So you can only imagine the types of conversations that are now taking place and how quickly they are taking place. Like they are escalating beyond control. So it's like, hey, how are you? How's your social isolation going? Oh yeah, uh, it's great. And the next thing it's like, hey, do you want to send me you know, a cheeky dick pic and you're like, oh great, here we go. And you're like, all oh, right, we're straight in with the sexual conversation <laughs> so quickly. You're like, whoa, I now can't have, a, I now can no longer have a coffee with you, but we're now talking about like what you do in bed. I'm like, okay, cool. This is very interesting. So like that, those are the sorts of things that are like taking place. You're like, I haven't had conversations like this in a very long time. And I almost feel like I'm a teenager again, but Hey, this is something we're obviously embracing in the new age. Um, <laughs> it's um, super interesting. Uh, so yeah, the online dating world is um, a thing. I've actually, I've, I'm in a WhatsApp conversation group at the minute and there's, I have no idea who's in it. Um, there's so many people. It's called Bali refugees. Um, and I have been witnessing the most bizarre flirtations take place on a group WhatsApp chat over food. So there's like these two people, one's Italian and I think the other one's Spanish. I have no idea. And anyway, they're talking real centrally about pasta. And I messaged somebody else outside of the group and I was like, she is lining up her post isolation bang and pasta dish. He was like, 100%, this is happening right now. And so those are the sorts of things that take you later all the time. And I love, I love watching it. It's just so interesting. Um, you were the latest feature on the uh, Overheard in Changu uh, Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> I will reference that in the show notes for anyone who wants to go check out that page because it's hysterical and it is very real life. Like as somebody who's lived in Changu, it is 100% accurate. In fact, yeah. one of the last nights that, um, yeah. that I was there in town, we, a, a group of us went out. And we were attracting, and the thing is, is that this isn't actually unusual for us. We were attracting stares in the restaurant because we were so yep. <laughs> like loud, obnoxious, and <laughs> also just saying things that people were like, what is happening? That's inappropriate. <laughs> we're like, wow, we're going to be featured all so, over Overheard in Chengu tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. I was having the exact same conversation today outside of a coffee shop from a social distance. Like we were like obviously about two meters apart. And I was like, oh, my friends did the X, Y, Z. And she's like, no way. And somebody turned up to go and get their coffee. And I was like, this is not a conversation to have when you're two meters away from each other. But you know. <laughs> hey, we, we have to do what we have to do. <laughs> we do. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Kind of the the trust issues that you're experiencing around this because you and I had a conversation a few days ago when it comes to being concerned about where somebody else has been and I said you know I've thought multiple times how grateful I am that I am not still with my former partner for many reasons but it came up especially in this case because <laughs> since he was being unfaithful for nine years I guarantee he would not have isolated or quarantined and he would have continued to have seen somebody else or more than one person on the side and then come home to me and then I could have contracted this from that situation and you've been having a lot of the same thoughts so tell us a little bit about how that's kind of going yeah. through yeah so I had this big train of thought the other day when I was filming this IGTV and obviously when we've had the conversations is you build up so much trust within yourself and you know where you've been, what you've been doing and you understand sort of like your day to day. When it's come to this COVID-19 situation, you are analyzing your footprint even more so unless you're one of those really inconsiderate idiots who keep going out and partying. But you analyze your footprints and where you've been and what you're doing so meticulously so that you're not coming into contact with too many people. And now when you're having conversations with people and they're like, Hey, what are you doing later? Do you want to meet up? And because you're feeling quite lonely and isolated, obviously you'd like to have that contact, but you start thinking, hold up. I know that I'm safe. Are you safe? 
So you start asking questions such as, I mean, I do, I'm, I'm so blunt. I'm like, have you been anywhere recently? Have you touched anyone recently? Have you hugged anyone recently? Have you had anybody within your vicinity or like your cleaners, your roommates, like absolutely anything. Um, and then you even go down to how long have you been isolating for? And do you have um, any, are you showing any symptoms? When was the last time you were sick? And I am turning into a hypochondriac with OCD problems with my, the driest hands I've ever had because all I'm doing is using hand sand constantly. And um, recently it, it really sort of came to a heads with me when um, the person who was living with me was my friend Jess. And so the only people that we were around was um, each other. And we would even go to the shops together. We'd make sure that we had masks on. We'd come home, we'd shower. We, we were looking after each other because we were responsible for each other's space and then ourselves at the same time. But I was sort of kind of in the lightest way possible, shape, form. I don't even know what you want to call us. Sort of seeing a guy. And um, this guy had messaged me. Um, it would be just, it would be over like uh, two weeks, nearly three weeks now. And he asked how I was because he knew how much I was sort of struggling with this because I'm such an outgoing person. I love to be around people. I love um, physical contact. I'm such a hugger. Anything to do because I want to make other people around me like feel loved and, and affected and, um, and I want to give that to them. And so recently, the fact that I can't like hug people, touch people, do anything, it's just like, oh my God, I don't even know how to sort of look after myself in a way. And so he messaged me. He was like, I realize how much this is obviously affecting you. And I just want to make sure that you're okay and check in. And do you want to come over and um, hang out? And so I did, I ended up going over and I was really drained. Like a couple of days before I'd had a panic attack um, about it all. And I was just had a bit of a breakdown and, and all of us are feeling the exact, these exact same emotions. So I went over and he gave me this amazing massive cuddle and it was something that I'd been craving and I melted into him. He carried me up to bed and he put me into bed and he looked after me and it was just so lovely. Um, and that was on, I think it was on like a Thursday and, um, I left on the Friday morning. We didn't really say anything. And then Friday night we're at home and I was still making sure that I was looking after myself and he's quite a solo person in general. Anyway, next day I was at a coffee shop, which was so busy. Um, where I stayed away from everybody. I literally just got my coffee and sat back down on my scooter away from the crowd. And he was there and he was walking around and he was touching people. He was hugging people. Um, he was going over and like being in close contact with them. And, and I had this sudden thought, I was like, oh my God, you're you actually have no care in the world for whatever's going on around you. And you're being so inconsiderate when you know how much this scares me, yet you're still able to just go around and not socially distance yourself with anyone. So I started having all these thoughts and worrying about him and worrying about me and then worrying about my housemate. And so um, these, these trust issues started coming up in my walls that I'd already had quite high with him that I was trying to break down were, went up once again. And um, I messaged him on the Tuesday and was like, Hey, I've been thinking about you a lot. How are you? What's going on? Um, are you keeping yourself away from people? Uh, you know how much this is impacting me and I just want to check in. Like, it would be great to see you. And I heard nothing back. And then two days later, obviously there was a celebration over here in Nieppe, um, here in Bali called Nieppe, which is a silent day. So they switch off all the Wi-Fi, all the data, all the lights. And so there's no contact. So I didn't hear anything from him on the Wednesday. Next thing on the Thursday, you jump back onto social media. He'd been spending um, two days with this brand new girl that I'd never seen, but they'd obviously been, had something in the past for them to then be hanging out together in such close quarters to be in his apartment for two full days and then it started dawning on me again and I just and I said to Jess I was like I've been in close contact with and if someone's been ill then you might be sick and you're having to take care of yourself and the people around you and your trust issues are just like blown out of the water I was like oh my god all these newfound things are coming into my head and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do anymore and so yeah it's just mind-blowing just like what you were saying if you were in that relationship still, you have no idea where this could have been contracted from. 
and it's not something it's i i said i said this to somebody else the other day and i was like give me chlamydia any day compared to this <laughs> i was like i the last thing i need is a lung uh, some some a respiratory condition which could kill me obviously i'm young fit and healthy but i've had swine flu twice the last thing i want to yes it it just sort of starts making you think about who you're in contact with and why you're in contact with them and then who are they in contact with and i saw that there is some sort of thing it obviously came up on instagram because all i do is scroll now um it was if you were to think if you were to think about who you've been in contact with for the past two weeks would you be ashamed of yourself or would you be okay with the decisions in which you've made? And I thought to myself, I was like, okay, so I've been in contact with uh, Jess and this guy. And I was like, so personally, I feel okay with that. But then what I didn't think of was, where's he been in contact? Because I know that Jess has been looking after herself. She's been living with me. But this other guy has just been spreading it around. I was like, this is the most fast spreading chlamydia outbreak but in your lungs ever what's going on here <laughs> seriously though this is a whole new level of, of trust issues for anyone because you don't know where people are going where they've been and and it's just so interesting that that is an entirely new level of questioning and and trust that we're having to bring up and and hey you know what maybe this will improve all of our communication skills especially in the dating realm. So maybe that's, that's beneficial totally. because when it comes down to STIs, we, we aren't usually that direct. Maybe I just haven't been single long enough, but I, I don't usually, I wouldn't normally go up to someone and be like, so what do you have? Where have you been? Uh, <laughs> have you ever had anything? Um, I need to have a full health history report before we even so much as hug. Like, I just, that's not the conversation that typically goes down. And this is changing everything. <laughs> it really, really is though. Because yeah, you never would. You wouldn't, it's not really like pillow talk, is it? That you'd just be like, <laughs> so how many sexual partners have you had and how many have been unprotected? Have you ever had anything? And when was the last time you had an STI check? Like you don't really talk about these things unless something actually comes up or maybe you're thinking of going into like a real committed relationship and you think, you know what, we should probably be sensible and go and do like a partner SDI test. Not that I've ever done that, but apparently my parents did. So, you know, they were real sensible when uh, <laughs> like back in the day. Whereas now like we're all just like free will, especially over here in Bali, everybody's like, yes, love, let's spread. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Luckily, I actually haven't ever had anything. I've had a scare and I was like, hold on. And I was fine. I was like, yes, this is great. But <laughs> this is related um, to why I didn't date in <laughs> Bali because I was so nervous about like some of the things I was seeing go on. I'm like, no, no, I'm out. <laughs> I honestly literally went through a phase at one point where I was like, I am not dating anybody who lives in Bali. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to date at all. And I would literally meet people and I was like, how long are you here for? And they'd be like, oh, I leave at the end of the week. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> well, the other side, but I now need to I, I've gotten to a point where. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Go, go, go. No, no, Sorry. it's the delay. It's, it's the delay with Zoom. I, poor Zoom is so overloaded right now. I swear that I, there have been jokes. I've seen memes about this too, where it's like Zoom plans a pandemic <laughs> because now all of us are on Zoom all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's funny too, because I had that last conversation that we had, well, not the last one, but the, the last night that we all kind of went out before I left Bali, we had a conversation about an experience that I had just, uh, chosen to have done that I haven't yet discussed publicly. And I'm not, I probably will at some point, but I'm not ready to talk about it publicly yet. You have <laughs> and to. It had finally opened me up a little bit to be willing to start dating again. And I was so excited. I was like empowered. Four days later, a global pandemic gets called. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> seriously, this is how we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> I see you, that universe. <laughs> was literally me. That was literally me as well. I was like, I've been through a lot of stuff. Like I've dated some absolute idiots. And I got to this point and I was like, okay, 
I'm really opening myself up now. I'm trying to let my walls down, you know, with the other guy as well. And I was like, I'm giving them a chance. I'm really, really trying. Next thing, I, so you go out to the universe. Universe, I am now ready to date. I've been single now for two and a half years. Let's go. And they're just like, are you really though? And so let's just lock down everything. And then I was like, yeah, fair play. Okay, cool. So now I'm having to sort of like go inwards more. And I'm just like, whoa, hold on. Now I have like crazy anxiety, lost my sex drive. And I don't trust anybody. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I'm, ha- I'm now having conversations. Obviously, you are having to communicate so much more. So, so we're not talking about things like SDIs. We're now talking about if they've been in contact, how long they've been self-isolating for and are they showing any symptoms of COVID-19? I've, I've honestly been having some like hilarious conversations with one guy who I met through this like WhatsApp chat because he just kept like trolling in like the most hilarious way because he, he literally piped into the conversation and was just like, whoa, guys, like, can you just bang already? And they were just like, no, we're isolating from each other, aren't we? When this is over, we'll like meet up and so I messaged him private and I was like this is gold like I'm absolutely loving this please continue to do (laughs) and so then we keep messaging and he's and we said something and he was like I'd be over there in a shot and he was like but I wouldn't because of this whole pneumonia thing I hope you understand and I was like totally understand (laughs) and that's the thing (laughs) like he's like who do you live with and I was like that's an even bigger like pickup line these days is oh I would love to see you but I can't because I'm self-isolating. So let's just keep communicating. And you're like, damn, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm so turned on by you right now. Cause he's like, I've, I've been isolating for two weeks. Like I haven't seen anyone. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to rip your clothes off because you're clean. <laughs> I'm dying because it's so accurate. <laughs> These are such so strange times we're living in. Such strange times. <laughs> I know. I know. But he was just so good. And he was like, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to actually get the conversation. I'm going to have to go, oh, look, Tinder's just gone. Somebody likes you. And I'm like, okay, cool, Tinder. You definitely <laughs> don't. Like, stop trying to pressure me into swiping. Okay. I've even increased my age limit. I've gone down. I've like opened my age to 20. I've gone to 26 to 40 now. I was just like, all right, guys, let's go. I'm going to be a sugar mama. (laughs) Let's do this. But um, what did he say? Oh, where is it? I'm going to act like, it's just so funny, but um, he was just like trolling me in a way. And then what's it? And he described it as well, that we're all so confused in these emotions that we have no idea how to feel. So we're going through this roller coaster every day of how we're feeling. And he turned around and he was just like, are we doing this or what? I don't even know if I'm hungry, horny, tired, anxious, or excited anymore. He was like, <laughs> and I was like, I feel exactly like you. Like what is happening? And then, um, oh, what do you say? He was like, I'm just, he was like, I'll have to come and pay attention to you and take the risk of pneumonia on. And I was like, yeah, well, I've been, I've been away from humans for a while. He was like, me too. He's like, this is great. Sort of like, it's like foreplay. We're like foreplaying over WhatsApp about how we've avoided people for so long. And I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) I just love how this has completely shifted the (laughs) dynamics of all of our relationships with people. (laughs) And Sometimes it's in the best way. And in other times, people's true colors are really coming out. That's another whole aspect of this, that even amongst friendships and stuff, there are so many people that I have lost a lot of respect for that I really like loved and appreciated and enjoyed and seeing how they have handled this and handled themselves within it and how they have treated others. I have lost so much respect for people, but then there are other people that I I wasn't as close to or didn't know as well that I'm seeing how they're reacting so positively to all this as positively as one can. And I have way more respect for them. And I'm like, I need to get to know you better. And let's, you know, even just like on a friend level, like let's, let's chat. I think that you're awesome. Yeah. So it's really cool to see how it's shifting dynamics a huge amount. Massively communication is now sort of at the forefront of everything. Like we've always spoken about communication, how it's so important. And I almost, and I feel like, 2019 and the start of 2020 communication is one of those buzzwords and it was like you must communicate you must communicate and it sort of it was coming into my life a lot about it and like opening up and being 
honest with your feelings and who you are and everything like that. And now more so than ever, you actually have to communicate because nobody can read your body language over WhatsApp. So you're having to fully discuss and talk about even some of like your deepest, darkest secrets. And you, you have to be honest and you're like, today I'm having a really shit day. I'm having a down day. It's not a nice time for me because right, I'm, I'm at the bottom of my roller coaster. And then you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm great now today. Woo, I'm going to do a home workout. And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's one of those things. But um, I think something that I've also been speaking about is um, our emotions in a way sort of, we're talking about anxiety and how we're feeling. And so many people have suppressed anxiety and haven't spoken about it. And um, it's always been one of those things that, um, especially for men that they don't really want to own up to or talk about because they don't find it quite uh, very um, manly and women almost don't want to talk about their anxiety because they don't want to show their vulnerability like vulnerability and they also don't want to be judged by maybe a man or another woman and be like oh hey I'm actually feeling really shit today and my anxiety is through the roof um, whereas now people are saying I'm actually feeling really anxious and this isn't this is impacting me a lot more than I thought it would and you're opening up those sort of pathways. So, which goes back to this, that sort of message where the emotions are all over the place because we aren't entirely sure how to process this. The world doesn't know how to process it. Our government doesn't know how to process it or anything. So yeah, it, and it's mental, especially for me, I don't know about you, like obviously we got to a point that we were ready to start dating again and then suddenly we're hit with this. Our anxiety levels might go through the roof. Our stress levels go through the roof. And then our sex drives plummet. And so that's something that I've been massively impacted by. I'm just like, I haven't got one. What's going on? I mean, I started to, I stopped taking the contraceptive pill last year. It was a personal choice for me to sort of come into my own and start um, understanding how my body work, works better and everything like this. And, um, and I remember I'd get to certain points of the month and I, and I would sit there and I was sat with my old housemate and I'm like, Lauren, I, I really don't understand why I'm feeling like this. I feel frustrated. I, I, just, don't, I just don't know what I, I need. And, and then I'm like, oh my God, I need to have sex. This is what's happening. And so for 28 years at the time, I, and I'd never really understood. I, I started taking the contraceptive pill when I was 16. So from 16 to 28, I didn't really understand what a sex, like what it felt to want to sort of rip somebody's clothes off had no idea at, at points I did but it was only every so often because I changed my contraceptive pill over the years and I'm sure so many women can relate to that that your hormonal balances like shift and they fluctuate all the time and your periods aren't real periods and all, and all that sort of stuff but I got to this point where I was just I was like I don't understand and I'm like oh my god it's baby making time this is why I'm now ovulating and I'm like reading all these things and and I've got my app and I'm tracking things and then now I'll be like oh my god it's ovulation time why am I not feeling anything oh yes that's why because I genuinely think I'm about to die from COVID-19 <laughs> and so this was sort of everything that I was going through and I like dropped off on the sex drive stuff and I was like this isn't okay. Like I need to start bringing that back. Like how do we bring this back now? And the only way at the minute, especially as somebody who's single and who doesn't want to take risks is to open up on a deeper level through WhatsApp and dating apps and conversations on Instagram, because this is the only way that we're communicating at the minute. I know for me that that is, and like this is the only way that you can start sort of letting somebody in on that on that connection too so it's a whole new world for me i've always been so cringed out by things like sexting and now i'm like hey i've got my clothes off <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? how how do i do this <laughs> yeah i'll be like cooking my dinner and they're like hey babe i'm thinking about you i'm like yeah me too and i'm like maybe i should try it actually do something instead of just like pretend that I am feeling it. So I'm like, okay, let's put down the saucepan stuff. Like, come on, start interacting. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> but it's true so though. Many, but so, like, 
I know so many women can relate to that as well because I've had so many text messages where they'll be like oh ex is messaging me like they're they're talking dirty to me and I just don't have time for it so I'm just sort of like doing my work whilst also being like yeah baby you turn me on and you're like actually just like cleaning the house (laughs) or you're like you're out doing groceries and you're just like yeah I'm taking my top off for you and, and it's that sort of thing but you're just not and so like they're getting all riled up and excited because obviously they're just like a testosterone like induced male and you're there just like yeah okay cool like stuffing your face with chocolate which is normally me <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah well that it's, opens up uh, an entire conversation crazy. around like not only communication but around some of the things that we, I, I find, especially as women, that we don't always communicate our needs very clearly or that we maybe do and they aren't listened yeah. to. And that can apply to everything up to and including orgasms. Like, I don't know a single woman who has never faked yeah. an orgasm. Uh, so every single woman I know will admit to at least once they have faked an orgasm <laughs> for, for a wide variety of, of reasons. But it, that's, oh. that's again, like it's a communication thing and, and we have to get really honest with ourselves because how can we trust ourselves if we keep letting ourselves down? And if we are, are yeah. putting it out there that, you know, we're, we're doing one thing or we're feeling one thing when it's actually something completely different internally. And then that's, this is really forcing us to look at that internally and to go inward and be like, okay, what are my actual needs? What do I actually need to communicate that I that I want to see more of or that I want to have or I want to experience. Yeah, I completely agree. For so long, I never really communicated that. And I just sort of, I, th- um, I, I, don't, know, I don't even know what it was. I, I, was in a, I was in a very abusive relationship when I was 20. And um, I think I shut down a lot because the only thing I did was to ensure that his needs were met and that he was happy. So then when I came out of that, I had, I had this learned behavior that that was what I had just sort of did. And yeah, at times I still had like a great uh, sex life, especially with my ex partner. And I, that was great. But when I came out of that long-term relationship, I didn't really know how to communicate again. And I had to learn. And I, I remember it's, I'm obviously, I'm very open about these things, but I remember coming out on the, the first like two, three people after that relationship that I sat with it was so bad. And I was like, I cannot do this any longer. And so the next person I sat with, I literally was, I was in bed with them and I was like, I'm going to be real honest with you. I was like, the last few people I've slept with have been awful. And I was like, this is how I like it. This is how I want it to be. Blah, 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 blah. He wasn't scared. He was like, I really appreciate that. And the next thing, mind blowing. And that's it. And and you actually, because I spoke, I used my words and I was just like, this is how I like things and, and everything. And, but now it's coming back around again where you're like, oh my God, now I don't have physical connection. So I'm actually going to have to open up again. It's like we have to keep because- learning the same lessons over and over again until we fully get it. And this is like on a global scale, yeah. we aren't great communicators overall. So the universe is like, oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what you do. Learn again. <laughs> I, massively, massively. Like even with the most recent guy that I was sort of like seeing, I realized that I wasn't communicating as effectively as I could have. And I should have opened up to him and been like, I actually find it really disrespectful that you are hanging around with so many people when you know this is impacting me. And also like, I, I well, I ended up did communicating in quite, but I, I projected and I had to apologize where I just remember being like, you're a 30 year old man, clean your bathroom. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just shouted at you. <laughs> it's like, oh. I was like, this is a projection of my own like thoughts going on at the minute. I'm like, obviously really riled up. So I'm really sorry about that. So I, I was able to own that, but I wasn't communicating as effectively. So now I'm, I've gotten to a point where I'm having to do it I'm like learning to communicate with myself. I think that's why I've started doing these IGTVs because I'm now putting it out into the world and I'm talking about the things that some people aren't talking about. And yeah, and I think it struck a chord, especially with the single thing. And we've spoken about this as we've never felt so single in our lives. 
because we were able to distract ourselves with so many pretty shiny objects such as our friends and going out and work and cafes and drinks and me I'm so good at that I'm so good at distracting myself from my actual problem and that's probably why I'm so good at helping other people like take big concepts and narrow them down and making them really clear because I'm like oh anything to distract me from my own actual thing that I need to do um and so now I'm sat there and like wow I'm so single this is very interesting like <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely it scares you in the face yeah because there's no there's no escaping it whatsoever at all and it mm -hmm. it just it opens up some really big conversations around boundaries, which I think are always important conversations to have. We're always constantly having to, or, or we should be like reevaluating our boundaries, um, making sure that we are communicating our boundaries. And some of this comes down to boundaries with ourselves. And maybe we are, you know, being a little bit, um, we aren't putting ourselves out there enough. We, we are putting our walls up too high. And it, yes, right now we're having to put up our walls higher in other areas in terms of the physical contact side of things but then where mm. can we maybe lower some of our walls and boundaries elsewhere not lower the boundaries that, that's the wrong way of putting it but kind of readjust our boundaries perhaps to allow for letting our walls down and letting people in a little bit more to open up the communication yeah i t yeah it's one of those things so what i found now because obviously we've got a lot more time on our hands um is to actually sit down and to look back at our values our values of things that help to set our boundaries so like our values and our non-negotiables they may change a little bit our values technically really they technically shouldn't but our non-negotiables will be changing right now because it might there might be um some people might have like non-negotiables of like hugging one person a day or doing i don't know that for example but revisiting that sitting down writing down what your values are and what they should be i i actually wrote up an article on this like it's um a really cool one um looking at your values looking at your non-negotiables looking at the things that you should be doing on a daily basis and those are the things that form where your boundaries lie so when you understand what your values are and what you actually believe in for yourself you know what you can, what you should be welcoming into your life and what you shouldn't be welcoming in. So when your values are things like trust or, and communication, like if you're allowing somebody in who you're not communicating effectively with or, or they're not communicating with you, that's going against your boundaries completely. And like you're allowing them to just play on that like minefield with you and you're not listening to like your sort of true voice inside your head, like the voice inside your head that's telling you to do something and the voice inside your head that, which is saying, you know that this is wrong. Stop playing with the red flags, put them back down and revisit those values. Like I made, I prettified mine and put them on, um, I had them, I prettified them on Canva. I love Canva. And then I had them and I saved them onto my phone like that. And and that's, that's actually something that I should revisit. And now I have time um, because that's where our values really come into play. Uh, like our boundaries really come into play. We need to know how to set healthy boundaries. And even now without having physical contact with people. So even if you're dating somebody and you can't visit them and they're away, there's still boundaries that you need to have in place with them. And saying yes to so many things because obviously you feel like you need to be doing more stuff right now or you need to be putting yourself out there in a different way you don't need to be doing any of these things if you don't want to be doing them if they're not aligning with the values that you have for yourself then why are you doing them in the first place but the boundaries come into play right now with our communication our physical contact our trust um and that there for me I was just like I put my walls up and I reassessed my boundaries there and then and that's why I had to cut the well the guy obviously cut me out he pied me we have the saying in the UK which is like you get delta pie I feel like it could be quite fitting do Canadians like pies I Canadians no definitely do um <laughs> but, 
there we go. So if you're dealt, if you're dealt a pie or a custard pie, you'd be like, how's that pie taste? How's that, how's that custard taste? It's literally like somebody taking a pie and shoving it in your face. Okay. And which is being like, you've been sacked off. Like they've ignored you. Um, so it's like you go for a high five and somebody just like completely pies your high five. Like you just don't high five each other. <laughs> it's like that. So he obviously, he obviously pied me. Like he sacked me off before. Um, I did, but then my boundaries with him, he, he was playing with them and that wasn't okay. So he was taking advantage of that and he was taking advantage of the vulnerability within me because I obviously needed that contact, but then he was still going out and about and doing all the things that he wanted to be doing. So yeah, it really, it, it, sh- it teaches you lessons. Like you've already said it, it teaches you lessons about other people and who they are and you start connecting with others that you haven't, that you may never have connected with or that you haven't connected with in a long time. I know for me that I've reached out to people who I haven't reached out to in a long time and I've checked in on them. I've been like, Hey, are you okay? How are you mentally? Like what's going on? I'd love to see you soon. And, and, and things like that. Like people I haven't seen in years, even people who are in the UK, people who are in Dubai, I reach out and I'm like, I'm here if you need me. And that that's, which is so nice. Whereas you've got some people who can be the smartest people in the room, but they're still going out and about and gallivanting around. I was, we were talking to one guy the other day, um, via WhatsApp, of course. And he's like, yeah, I just went on a date and I've got another date tomorrow with another girl. And I'm like, what are you doing? And where are you going? All the beaches are closed. It's not like you can do sunset. All the restaurants are closed by a few. Where are you bringing these people? And I was like, ah, you're bringing them into your home. So then they could be infected, touching all your things and then leave. And you'd be like, yeah, I didn't hug them. But you're just like, yeah, but they went to your bathroom and they touched a bathroom door and they did all these, like, you just don't, you, I'm never having anyone in my villa ever again, am I? <laughs> it's not happening. Well, this is the thing is that it's, it's changing our boundaries. And I think that, that the other side of it is that I think that some people might fall into the trap of letting their boundaries down because they're so lonely that they will allow in any type of contact that they can get right now. Not even necessarily physically, but just like, like virtually even. And that's a mistake. So that's why I think it's even more important to get super clear. In fact, everyone has homework. I don't assign homework often, but everyone has homework. We're going to all go through our values and put it on Canva and make it pretty and save it to our phone like Steph has. I think I, you've actually told me that before and I forgot yeah. about that. I think that's really powerful. And I also <laughs> yeah. love Canva. So <laughs> everyone needs to do that. And then everyone needs to stop their values and boundaries because it's going to be extra yes. important. And you will probably find that you have to update them throughout this whole pandemic situation. But it's, it's good to start yeah. getting clear on them because otherwise you might be getting lonely one night. You start messaging people that are not good for you who are crossing your boundaries. And that's just going to be even more painful for everyone involved. And then you are not allowing yourself to be open to the right types of connections. If you're wasting time fucking around Mm -hmm. with that, it doesn't work for anybody. Totally. Again, I just, I just love it. Like there's just so many good memes that are coming out now because of all of this. And it's just like, just because there's a global pandemic doesn't fucking mean you should be messaging your ex. And you're just like, Oh yeah, hold on. Like you catch yourself like midway on your phone. You're like, put the phone down. Don't message that guy. Yeah. The actions that start coming out of the too. like, Hey girl. (laughs) I am. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Just say no. Hey, how you going? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're an extra reason. <laughs> the memes that have come out of this, I have never laughed more often and harder at the memes on the internet right now than I have ever. Like I, this, I know. everyone's brilliance is coming out and like their absolute hilarity is all being condensed into meme form. And it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And that's, that's like probably one of the good things about it is that it's bringing out like a whole new side of people. Like for me, I'm taking my, I've always taken myself like, like not very seriously. And I'm, I'm more than happy to make a fool out of myself. That is because I used to work with children. So you would find me like crawling along the floor and being a monster on a Monday. And then like by Thursday, I'll be some sort of like, I'll pretend that I have no idea about anything and like writing the most random things or running around and getting the kids to sort of, 
tell me if another teacher was coming so I could put my shoes back on because I hated wearing enclosed shoes. I was, I was destined for Bali. Um, <laughs> But more so now than ever, I'm like putting myself out there. I was, I, I was quite fearful about the reaction that people might say about me putting these like IGTVs out there. And then the first one I put out, I'm like crying on it. Second one, I'm ranting and raving and talking about Italians sneaking out and having sex in the car and talking <laughs> about how I've got no sex drive and and like you know, I'm asking people whether or not they're wearing masks when they're going out. Like, and I'm just sort of. I just, I'm just putting it out there because I know that it's going to spark creativity in somebody and it's sparking creativity in me, but it's also quite like a forgiving time and realize that you actually don't need to be doing anything if you don't want to be doing any of it. Like, even if you don't want to talk to a guy for the next couple of months or a gal, that is perfectly okay. Like, that's fine. You never know. These couple of months, you might turn around and be like, am I actually straight? Like, do I actually just fancy the, the, the same sex? I, I, I was talking to my friend today. She was like, I decided I'm not entirely sure whether I'm straight or if I'm just bored right now. She's like, because I've also let girls in on my um, bumble. And I was like, hey, mate, I hold no judgments. You do, sweetheart. If you want to talk to some girls and get flirty with them, go for it. I was like, we're in a new age of dating. <laughs> I love that though. Like this is, this is part of that whole situation of going inward and really learning more about yourself than we ever will potentially have another opportunity to do so when it's kind of like forced upon us like this. And there's so much power in that. Yeah. So much, so, so so much, but it is a scary time. And that's why we are reaching out to others. And we do want to have that sort of deeper connection, especially for example, me, I, since Jess left, my housemate, I'm in my villa by myself and I'm with my own company all the time. Now I may sound, um, I don't know, a bit silly because I'm, I'm in Bali. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Uh, I have a villa with a pool and I have space and I can work and I'm healthy. But at the same time, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I'm actually quite lonely. There's nobody to actually speak to. I can jump on a zoom call with somebody or do things, but, and they've taken away They've closed all our beaches, which is awesome because nobody in Bali was listening, by the way. They were still nobody. hanging out on the beach, like nothing, nobody. Like no. they were hanging about on the beach, like nothing was going on. And I was like, there is a group of like five people together. I was like, this is not okay. But I used to find solace in like going out and surfing and just sitting in the water and just sort of that sort of connection. And it was one of the reasons that I stayed here in Bali because I was like, if I go, I can't go to Dubai, which is where my mum and my brother are, because they've shut the borders down. I could go to Korea, but then I also have to, I have to lock myself in an apartment in Korea. I've never been to Korea. It's also cold, apparently, not as cold as Canada, but it's also cold. And um, I can't even go near my dad for two weeks. And they might change the rules like they have done in Australia and put me into a hotel. So like, God knows what I do in a Korean hotel. And or I could fly to the UK where I haven't been in six years. So, and it, it's, it's one of those sort of things that I'm trying to like weigh up in my head about, I, I feel very lucky that I do have the option to go to places like some people who are stuck here in Bali because they can't get back to Italy because they've shut down the borders there. But it's, it's such a confusing time. So one of the reasons I stayed here in Bali was because I was like, I can surf every day. I can't go to my gym but I can go and get into the water. And now they've like stopped the surfing. I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea. So it is quite a lonely prospect. And some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't motivate myself to even do anything. And even though I'm trying to motivate others and I have clients that I'm really good at motivating. Whereas other days I can get up and I can do my workout and I can show up even more so. But yeah, it's the roller coaster again, like we've mentioned a few times throughout. So yeah. It is. It is. But I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I wanted, I wanted people to hear from somebody who is living kind of like the, the true digital nomad life that not every so-called digital nomad, I don't even like using that term exactly, but it, everyone no, I, has yeah. a different situation and not everyone has a sort of home base to go back to. And there's a lot of judgment flying around right now in, in various ways, but especially in yeah. relation to like, oh, you know, everyone needs to go back to their home country. Well, not everybody actually has a really specifically laid out 
home country. It's, it's not the same for everybody yeah. the way that it is often assumed to be. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I wanted people to really understand that there are all kinds of people in all kinds of different situations and yeah. to think twice before we judge others, uh, especially when it comes to things like that. Yeah, totally. At the minute as well, what's going on is um, I had, I had the, I had to calm somebody down today and it, it's happening with me as well. People are saying, why are you in Bali? What are you doing? You should get out. It's, it's like a third world country. It's still developing. Um, their healthcare system won't be able to last. And, um, and so many people have fled Bali. They've left. And so local communities are really suffering. And um, obviously crime rates are going to start increasing. And that it's just, it's sort of inevitable. So I've had like glass put up around my house and I've made sure that I've got the security guard down the road. And earlier when I went to put some rubbish out, my landlord was outside and I was like, are you okay? What's going on? He was like, every night I drive down here at around a certain time just to make sure that everything's okay. And because he knows that I'm feeling quite worried about it. And what's, and people are telling me, what are you doing in Bali? Are you going to leave? Like, what should you be doing? And it's really difficult for me because I was born, so I was born in the UK. So I have a British passport, but then before I was one, I lived in Malaysia until I was eight. So I grew up in Malaysia. And at the time that was like a full blown third world country. And we then had to leave because my dad's company was getting death threats. Like that's how stupid it was. And my dad's in construction. So we jumped around a lot and then we moved over to the UK. So I knew the UK for a little bit. And then I moved to Dubai when I was 14 um, up until the age of like 17. And then I took myself back to the UK where I lived in uh, how many, five different cities. I went to three different universities and um, yeah, I went to three different universities and lived in like five different cities. So it was, it's, it's mind blowing for me as well. And then when I went back to Dubai, I was there and I was like, this is where I'm going to be for the foreseeable. So I felt really comfortable. I was in my long-term relationship. I was settling down and, and I had my home and, um, I was earning really good money, but I was still had that whole entire, I wasn't happy with anything. And, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that because when they've moved around a lot, they take home with them. Home is the, home is inside them and I, they'll be able to set up home wherever they go. For me, especially, I am such a nester. So wherever I go, like I'll be nesting and you will see straight away whether I'm in a place for a month, like I'll have throws and pillows and whatever it is. Like I've just learned to sort of adapt very quickly. And now I'm in Bali I was like, this is really terrifying. And because I'm alone, I feel like I should be going somewhere to be with somebody, but where am I supposed to go? And this, I've got pros and cons of everything. If I stay in Bali, that's awesome, but they might shut down the borders soon. So do I leave before they shut the borders down? Because what happens if they do shut the borders down? Like, what do I do? Um, healthcare systems over here, they're not great. And it's quite expensive as well. And obviously insurance providers aren't covering anything to do with COVID-19. I could go back to the UK. If I went to the UK, I would isolate with my brother's fiance in my parents' house that they bought last year. Nobody's even lived in it. So the house is empty. They have a mattress for her. And my dad, bless him, has just sent over like a kettle and a toaster. So that's literally all she's got. Or it's also very cold and I don't know what I'd do if I moved to the UK. Like I don't look great without a tan. Um, but I also just have no idea what I'd be doing. Like I haven't, yeah, I haven't lived there in over six years. When I lived in the UK, I wasn't paying tax because I was a student. And then I moved to Dubai, which is a tax-free country. And then for a, for like a year when I lived here, I wasn't earning any money. So it wasn't like I could be paying anything anyway. So that was the sort of thing that I was going through. And um, if I go to Korea, that's also a hub. That's a hub of the virus. So, you know, I've got all these things in my head and I'm just so confused. I'm in limbo. But um, one of my, um, one of my clients that I work with, he turned around to me and he said, decisions can't be made when you're in a, when you're in a feeling of limbo. So you have to make the decision of what you're going to be doing and you stick with it. So you either leave or stay. 
And that was sort of hit home for me. And I was like, shit, I've really got to make a decision because I'm not being as productive as I could be. Um, so I came up with the decision that I'm staying. I'm even going to foster a puppy and um, I'll, I'll reassess in a month's time. That's how I'm going at the minute. And I think that's the only thing you can do, no matter where you are in the world as well, it's day by day. But being a nomad, it's, it, can, it can take its toll because when you've moved around so much in your life, even forming deeper connections with people who haven't done is really hard because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So you are trying, they, they don't see somewhere as like a, a long-term place. So for example, if I meet somebody over here in Bali, they may not see Bali as a long-term. They'll be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm probably going to be here for the next like six months, maybe a year. And then I'll go home. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, right now this is my home. I don't really have anywhere else. And that concept sort of blows people's minds. Um, and yeah, I find it, I find it really hard. And I was honestly about to like start my Kitas process, set my business up and everything over here. So I'd be paying Indonesian tax. I'd be, um, like set up fully here. I would legally like start business in Bali. Cause at the minute I work online and I'm, I was going to do a full face to face here and then the pandemic hit. So, you know, everything sort of stopped. No <laughs> so more face -to -face. <laughs> I stuck with my online. Yeah. No more face to face, not for a while anyway. Um, so I've stuck with the online, but it's just one of those sort of crazy situations. And I'm having to talk people down from their ledges as well. Cause they're like, Steph, I'm freaking out. I don't know whether to leave. And I'm like, I support your decision if you do want to leave, but I am here and I can be like your home if you need it. Amazing. So, yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, uh, we're going to wrap this up. So let us know where, let people know where they can find you. I will obviously reference you in the show notes as well. Um, and how they could potentially. Work. Yeah. Okay. So at the minute you can find me via my social media, which is Steph dot Connolly. This is an Irish spelling, C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y. Um, and uh, my email's on there as well. And you can either shoot me a DM or you can send me an email via my Instagram. And if you want to work with me, then I would love to. But um, obviously we're in the day and age of taking everything online and I am your girl. Also, if you love, if you want to learn how to write a book, I'm also your girl for that. I love it. So and you're so multi-talented and just amazing at everything that you do. Like, I feel like everything you touch turns to gold. So <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I love just like, I love just helping people thrive. I think that's one of the most amazing things to sort of see them come into their own and they see the clarity and they see the path going forward. And, and that for me, when I worked with kids and when I worked with adults, for them to gain the confidence in themselves, that is everything like yeah love it so beautiful okay so one last question i always ask every guest which is if you could offer people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves what would it be trust in yourself beautiful answer trust it yeah especially right now always yeah trust your instincts trust yeah. yourself absolutely so good yeah oh you always know you always know yeah Steph, thank you so much. This yeah. is so special. Thank you for opening your heart to us. This is just amazing. And I hope that all the singles out there can relate. I imagine that a few people in relationships can relate to this too. <laughs> oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I feel like you're going to, you need to interview somebody who's in a relationship because that shit would be interesting. I do. I'm going like, to, I'm going to try and play both sides of this for sure. And be like, okay, have you two decided yeah. not to kill each other or... <laughs> I ha I honestly I had a DM I had a DM from somebody and they were just like me and my boyfriend we've been living together in a small apartment and he and she was like only one of us is making out alive and I was like <laughs> yeah I could totally understand that <laughs> it's just bizarre like all yeah. of our lives have shrunk down so small that it's we again we've nothing to distract ourselves with except I know more people were around like it's yeah it's crazy this, yeah. these are weird times because I, I can literally so imagine that doing that. Oh, go I ahead. know. I'd yeah. literally be telling somebody to go, I'd be like, can you please quiet in your breathing? 
I know I'd be one of the people that would be like trying to like suffocate them whilst they're sleeping, like holding their nose and be like, shut up. <laughs> I could totally understand that. Could you breathe any louder? <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Steph, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. <laughs> thank you. I loved it. I loved it. So fun. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.